When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. This holiday season, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us with their annual season of hope. Between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve, the foundation will deliver mortgage-free homes to dozens and dozens of America's catastrophically injured veterans, fallen first responder families, and Gold Star families. Bring hope to heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. That was my weak-ass fanfare, don't worry. Y'all, we just witnessed, on social media at least, the event of the Bravo year, Teresa, our table flipping queen, has gotten married. Now, I don't know if we call her Teresa Gorga, Teresa Jarichi, Teresa Ruelas. I don't know what we call her, but all I know is we're going to call her the bride from here on out, like in Kill Bill, because that was an event. There was certainly not a lack of anything. There was hair, and there was certainly an abundance of that. There was fashions, well, Maybe there was a lack of fashion sense, but we'll get into that a little bit later. And there was certainly no shortage of black people. Listen, that guest list, okay, <laughs> the Oscars could never. There are more black people at Teresa's wedding than the Oscars have ever allowed, okay? We're going to talk about all of it and more. I've got one of my absolute favorite people here in the world, Chelsea of Oh No Chels Instagram account and of I Am The Cute One podcast. Whoo, we get into that and... I created a monster. She's obsessed with Big Brother. So we break down this season of Big Brother and we talk about all of the things, including that hashtag that broke this weekend. Hashtag KKK Kyle. KK Kyle. Regardless, it's three K's in there, okay? And y'all know what that means. Let's get into it. This is your weekly episode of Reality in Comics 2. Let's do it. 
That's right. You're listening to Reality and Comics 2, the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted TV and film. I'm Kendrick, but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek. You want some hot takes about the Real Housewives or Love Island, or maybe you just want some extra insight on the Scarlet Witch or the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, you're in the right place. Grab a cocktail, sit back, and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me. Hello, everybody. I am back once again after the what some of you are dubbing the royal wedding. I don't know if I'll go that far, but it was certainly a wedding of Bravo extremes. And I love that for us. (laughs) And so I, of course, had to have someone on who I feel is as chaotic as this guest list was. So who better (laughs) than Chelsea of one of our favorite accounts? Oh, no, Chels. Hi, Chels. Hi, thank you so much for having me back. Of course. And thank you so much for just having me on your wildly popular podcast. I am the cute one with our friend Donnie. Of course. Yeah, we covered Save the Last Dance and it was my first time seeing it. Yes. And everybody can take a deep breath. I loved it, but it was a very, (laughs) very good time over there. I think we each almost canceled ourselves at least once. Oh, yes, it was. That was a predicament. So, yes, if you haven't (laughs) listened to that episode, please go do so. I'm not sure how we're all still upright standing, but here we are. (laughs) Praise God. Oh, boy. Speaking of how people are standing upright, upright (laughs) and standing, Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry to just like jump in, but I need to discuss Teresa's look for this wedding. Oh my God. Okay, y'all. So I have Chelsea here because we needed to discuss all things Teresa, Gorga, Jerichi, Rueles, wedding. I don't, I, don't, I don't even know what her name is anymore, but we got to discuss her wedding. Everything from the hair to the veil to the groom to the guest list to I don't even know what else, but it was to the shade from yes. the brother. Yes. On Instagram. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah, we, we have a, a lot of ground to cover. So why don't we jump into it? You want to start with the look? Let's start with the look. Oh, my yeah. God. Let's get the obvious out of the way. Do you want to go with the dress and the veil first? Or do you want to go with the hair? Or just let's, all in one? Let's, let's just, just do it all. Yeah. Oh Give me your so, thoughts. <laughs> question about the veil. Because I'm looking at a picture. I mean, obviously, we will discuss the hair and the dress. But the veil, yeah. it says something on it. Do you know yes. what it says? I'm trying to look on the ground here. And it, I see an I-N-S-I-E-M. Is it maybe like in Italian? I think so i probably should have looked that up before we did this no i mean i just i can't tell because sometimes like teresa i feel like if i if i spend too much time focusing on teresa i all of a sudden have teresa's iq so i'm like am i just not (laughs) able to read what this veil says or i don't know like i see letters i see hearts Mm -hmm. i see a lot of things happening in this it is a a lot happening yeah it's very it's, it's hearts going all the way down and at the very bottom it says sempre insieme 
Okay. I think I-N-S-I-E-M-E. And I had to go to our friend Cece. Her account, she broke down this veil, which oh, I had, okay. yeah, because I, I wasn't going to, yes, I wasn't going to translate. So she said that it means it's Italian for always together. So I guess for a wedding, that's appropriate maybe, but I don't know. It kind of looks like the name Tinsley a little bit if you look hard enough, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just Bravo obsessed. <laughs> it does look like that. Oh, <laughs> always together though, especially with this couple, that's almost like a warning. <laughs> right a bad omen always together oh boy Mm -hmm. this is I don't know I just I don't know it was it was a this was a you know what I I said on my social media that Teresa looks exactly how I would expect her to look at her wedding Mm -hmm. and I don't know if that's a compliment or a read I really don't so I just y'all take that how you will right <laughs> I will say her face stunning like yes. she looks beautiful mm-hmm. if you just ignore what she chose to put on yes. her body and her face looked amazing the hair <sighs> I just she looks like my little pony <laughs> he I guess is sponsored by bump it like use code table flip oh, for 20% off because <laughs> I know I've heard like the higher the hair, the closer to God, but I think she's taken that phrase a little too seriously. Cause she's, she's high. <laughs> she's, she's high up there. Oh boy. This is like, it reminds me of like, I remember the girls going to like prom in like the late, like late maybe two thousand no not two thousand like the late nineties, early two thousands ish, when like you had to have like the the up curls, but then you mm-hmm. had like the rainfall of curls happening too. It's it's a lot to it's very much prom homecoming. I'm yeah, not sure if it's, it's wedding. It's like toddlers and tiaras meets Navarro mm-hmm. cheer. Like she's yes. ready for Daytona. She's ready yes. to to make Matt. It's it's a lot. It's very, it's very much Navarro and I, I'm at the wedding and I'm rooting for Trinity because this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot happening right now. Oh. It was, it was, it was, boy, oh boy. There is, I feel like there is so much to discuss with this wedding that I'm almost overwhelmed. Like there was a lot happening. Like once I got on social media, I just got into like dip my toe in just to check and see, you know, like, Hey, what's yeah. happening guys. And there was a, you, you, once you got in, you couldn't get off. I didn't know what was happening. No. And the guest list was wild because like the people who weren't invited was surprising. And then the people who were, and then the people who just didn't go, but I felt (laughs) like it was kind of just like, she must've just done like a Russian roulette on her phone of just like (laughs) scrolling her contacts and like, okay, whatever lands, Oh, you get an invite and you get an invite, but not you. No one from OC, no one from Dallas, uh, RIP. No one from, well, no one from Beverly Hills was there. I'm assuming mm-hmm. Kyle was invited, but you know, so a, a lot of people not there. Let me, let's run through the, the guest list. Why don't we okay. do that? So we had Kenya, the moment more. Mm-hmm. We had Ashley drop that loser Darby. We had <laughs> Phaedra donkey booty parks. We had Dorinda on pause medley. We had Jackie Christie under uh, Jackie, friend of Goldschneider. Sorry, if y'all if y'all know this podcast, I'm obsessed with Jackie Christie. Like, Basketball Wives is my jam. I can't help it. I'm sorry. Uh, we had Margaret, monkey's asshole that you probably sucked, Josephs. <laughs> we had Cynthia, let me see you walk, 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 <laughs> Bailey. Mm-hmm. And of course, for some reason, Chanel, period, dot, Ion. Now, not only was she there, she must have had like 
one or two plus ones because her son was there dancing and having a great time with Teresa. So I, I can't make hairs or tails of this guest list. And even Alexia from Miami, Alexia, almost as much family drama as Teresa <laughs> Napola or whatever last name is, was there too. Almost everyone in the Bravo verse, except Joe and Melissa, which is, hmm. Hmm. Should we focus on who was there first or who wasn't there first? Well, let's talk about Joe and Melissa because have you heard the okay. rumors with them of why? No. I, so it was so. I was like, I almost had to avoid it because I was like, this is gonna be too much, and I know they'll do like the entire season on it. It's, it's a lot. Of, wait a minute, I, maybe I did hear it. it was about Margaret's friend and some rumor or some rumor. So I have a hard time, and I'm somebody that I've realized. I think there are two different types of Bravo fans, and there are the Bravo fans who like things to be spoiled. They like the mm-hmm. rumors. They like the tea going into a season. And then I'm somebody. I kind of realize I'm somebody that likes to go in blind and be like, pleasantly surprised or like, you know actually interested in a storyline because I haven't like had it play out for the past six months beforehand Mm -hmm. I also have a tough time with the blind item culture that we're currently in in terms of like anybody can send anybody a dm and it gets screenshotted and then it's kind of like presented as gospel fact Mm -hmm. so there was a rumor going on that apparently allegedly there was an accusation that Melissa had been cheating on Joe that came from Teresa's camp. And Melissa (laughs) did like a Rinna-esque story where she was like kissing a guy and was like the only other man I kiss or something. It was like kissing at somebody on the cheek and was like my only other boyfriend or I don't know. I'm getting it wrong because I like look (laughs) at blind items with like one eye closed. Right. But that is apparently the reason that along with her feeling slighted that she was not in the wedding and everybody else was in the wedding like (laughs) Teresa just like met the mailman and was like would you like to be a bridesmaid in my wedding (laughs) so that's the rumor is that along with her feeling slighted about that then she was angry that she had been accused of cheating on Joe so they like took a stand and didn't attend but it it makes me sad it like (laughs) <laughs> it's I, I this is where like jersey just like fucks me up because it's like they're mm-hmm. so vapid and silly and stupid but at the end of the day like it really makes me sad that they're family and this Both show parents are not alive and, yeah and yeah. they just have each other and it's like this show is like a blessing and a curse for them jesus oh uh, it, it's a lot like i know well it jersey is very hard for me to digest year after year because one the fans somehow have almost become like Potomac-esque where you like the Monique and Candace season like Mm -hmm. people were people had stances and they were Mm -hmm. not coming off of those stances people were like cutting each other out of their lives yeah team Monique team (laughs) Candace it was like West Side Story we had our right snapping down the street it was a lot like I and I feel like Jersey is that way every single year somehow because it's, Mm -hmm. it's really like as much as people like want there to be teams it's really like pro Teresa and anti Teresa like every yeah. year and so whether that falls with like you end up siding with Melissa and Joe and Margaret or whatever or you side with just Teresa being like the per- the face of New Jersey and the only mm-hmm. reason it's still on the air it, you, whatever like it's to be determined but it's really hard for me to swallow year after year because this is a funny one because one it's almost like they threatened Teresa with a good time because like mm-hmm. saying you don't want to come to her wedding like she's not gonna beg you like she's if anything she's pretty happy about it like 
I don't have to one worry about Joe and Melissa coming here trying to steal my spotlight because they're just as hungry for the spotlight as me. And then two, I don't have to pretend for 24 hours to like Melissa. Like you don't like each other. Like I'm in the camp of you don't like each other. Stop trying to force it down our throats, especially every single year. If you don't like each other, you don't like each other. Just be agree to be cordial. You don't have to hate each other, whatever. But like this whole, like we need to be best friend, buddy, buddy thing has always just been weird to me. Weird. Yeah. And I actually was, I think I was kind of in the minority of the opinion of, I wasn't mad at Teresa for not having Melissa in her wedding. I was same. First of all, like, I'm sorry, over the age of like 22, who wants to be a bridesmaid anyway? It's such a headache. It is so much more fun just to go and be a guest at a wedding than Mm -hmm. do you really want to be Teresa's maid of honor or bridesmaid? Absolutely not. I don't want to be like in charge of that meltdown that morning. So I didn't mind that part of it, but it does like, it makes me sad that they have made this choice and they're kind of, it's, I mean, it's brilliant for Teresa and her future storyline because they have given her the opportunity to be the victim again. And she gets to be the victim because her brother didn't didn't come to her wedding. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's weird. I'll give it to them. They, they really commit to it every single year. Bravo (laughs) and the cast, they commit to this family drama being at the center of the show every single year. And boy, oh boy, I just hope these two new, apparently two new housewives that come along. I'm hoping and praying that they bring us something new because Jersey, I might, I don't know. I might have to tap out at some point because it's a lot. I feel the same as you though, because I, Jersey is one for me that like, I've been in and out since the beginning. So I don't have Mm -hmm. that. Like, I don't know with Potomac, I can like go toe to toe and I can pick a team and I have the history (laughs) and I have like the passion for it. And I enjoy it enough to be like having fun arguments. Now I'm always of the frame of mind that like, this is our sports teams. It's fun when we disagree, it would be boring if we were all on the same side. So I'm never like, you know, going to like stab someone for being the on the opposite team as me but mm-hmm. with jersey the fans frighten me they frighten yeah. me and the like the wool over their eyes or like the blinders that they have on when they are team teresa or team everybody else like mm-hmm. god love you god bless the content creators you know who you are that are pro teresa <laughs> who are out here saying she looked beautiful and this was not a ridiculous <laughs> ensemble like that that to me is just proof of Jersey fandom that you're going to look at this picture and you're going to say, wow, what a beautiful, stunning bride that isn't at all ridiculous. <laughs> and there are some out there. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm definitely lean more so towards Tree Hugger because of the ridiculousness mm-hmm. she brings to this show. But even I had to look at those pictures like, wow, you choices were made choices, choices were made were in that made. hair chair oh boy <laughs> i don't know and, and to see like it's so funny to see like dolores and like jennifer and their bridesmaid outfits like looking just as adorable as can be and then like looking at Teresa and being like oh my god tree you look stunning amazing Have, did you see the there's an old picture floating around of her and joe from her first marriage the hair is almost identical crown yes. and everything what is this? What I mean, are we doing? <laughs> and in some way, I kind of do love it. <laughs> like, I kind of do love this look just because, like, 
it is so Jersey and yeah. it is so Teresa and it is like, you know, you want to look like yourself, but just a heightened version on your wedding day. And she certainly did that. Now I do, mm-hmm. I want to know how her hairdresser is doing. If that person is like in two slings, like, did they have <laughs> to do bodybuilding exercises to like build up the stamina for that hair? Because right. my God, like she is going to have like a neck ache at the end of that night. That was it had to have been like Shirley Temple's like original hairstylist yeah. that was like curling for days here. I don't know what was going on. The person I, responsible for the cowardly lion in yeah. Oz. <laughs> it's so funny you said it's so Jersey because like I've been trying my hardest to avoid saying that because I'm like, well, I think about it like Nor from the reality is podcast from Jersey too, and I couldn't imagine her having this many curls on her. But then I'm like, well, every other Jersey show that I watch this is probably the standard. So I don't hey, know. And it's... I'm allowed to say it because I'm from the DMV and we have Giselle. Yes. So you know what? Like <laughs> wait, wait, what goes around comes around. Yes. Who I'm surprised was not at this wedding. I, I feel like yeah. she would have gotten an invite. Yeah. Really weird. But Chanel Ion made, the, don't get me wrong. Uh, she's the, the reason trip. I watched Dubai, but boy, oh boy. That's... Was Andy Cohen there? He went on vacation hmm. this weekend. Isn't that Mm. ironic? Isn't that interesting? (laughs) Or did Kyle Richards? (laughs) Yeah. Well, there we go. Mm -mm. We also, it's funny enough, the first girls trip, half the cast came, obviously. So Kenya, Mm -hmm. Cynthia, uh, Melissa should have came, but did not. So half the cast was there. But then there was Ramona, there was Melissa, there was Kyle, and there was Luann that didn't come didn't come any thought i can only assume that like ramona was like i don't know somewhere on a toilet and bidet the whole weekend so like i'm i'm i will excuse her for not being there she was somewhere shitting i don't know mm-hmm. but where do we think like well okay luann probably spent filming in that weird super weird uh what is it spinoff show that her and son do, do you want to read about that 2. because 0. i have right i have no idea I just, this is my issue with Bravo and I can speak freely because I'm clearly on some sort of blacklist. I'm not getting invited to shit anymore (laughs) by Bravo. So I'm like, well, here I go. Any, any, uh, I don't know, any censoring I was doing of myself before then just is gone now. I can speak freely. Yes. I just don't understand what they're doing in general, just a blanket statement. I don't understand what's going on at Bravo and the fact that basically- If you think about it, New York has been rewarded for perhaps the somehow simultaneously most boring and most butthole clenching season we've ever seen on Bravo. Mm -hmm. Like they're being rewarded because now they have two Roni shows coming out and a spinoff for Luann and Sonia that I guess is like (gasps) supposed to be like the simple life with Paris and Nicole. And I just like, you know, they have given us so much. I don't want to discount the fact that New York for so long was my favorite franchise because Mm -hmm. of these women, but I just don't need to see it. And I worry about both of them. Like, I don't think that they need to be in this. I don't, especially Sonia. I just, I just don't think they need it. I don't think they need it. No, I don't, I, from the beginning, I don't understand what this spinoff was supposed to be. I don't know who it was aimed for. I guess people 
feeling nostalgic about Roni will watch it. I don't know, but I don't know. I'll give it like two episodes. Like I'll, I'll be a good sport. I'll give it two episodes. But like, I didn't ask for this at no, no point in life. Like if I were to hand out spinoffs at Bravo, those two would have been towards the bottom, especially after this last season, very Wait. much the bottom of my list. I don't get any decisions being made about Roni right now. There are so many newer duos or more in interesting duos on Bravo mm-hmm. that I would love to see a spinoff. If we're going to have like all of the regots, all of the, you know, girls <laughs> right. trips and we're going to like, you know, mix and match, then let's do like an odd couple pairing. Let's get like some interesting, I would even see, you know what? I would even see a Sutton and Garcelle spinoff before right. Luann and Sonia. I just, I just don't really understand what they're doing. And also I guess they're following like Sonia's touring schedule have you heard oh. any stories from this like caberlesque show she's been doing no <laughs> i have gotten and again anybody can dm anybody but i've mm. had some personal people in my life who have gone and also dms and i have gotten consistently the same thing that it's mostly stand-up comedians who are actually like very funny and then anytime sonia is on stage it's for a total of like 15 minutes and she's under some influence perhaps but it's just her like flashing the audience and like mouthing along to words and then she like pops off stage she's on stage for like 15 minutes oh boy Mm -hmm. Sonia has always been she's one of those like characters that like obviously we all like it's funny when it's funny but it's very alarming a lot of the time too like I know we all like laugh about you know John John's dead and all this Mm -hmm. kind of stuff but it's like at a certain point you got to kind of step back and be like whoa what what are we doing here because like this is this is a lot happening Mm -hmm. right now I don't understand what's so I don't know yeah so I don't know it's just I I don't get it so yeah maybe that Luann was filming that and that's why she didn't come to Teresa's but we know Ramona got the invite because she's the one that leaked all the info. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Kyle, I love, uh, once again, no, two CC shout outs in one episode. CC actually DM'd Kyle. And she was like, hey, everyone's reaching out to me. Where are you? Why weren't you at Ramona's wedding? And Kyle, of course, because Kyle talks to everybody. On, I don't know how uh-huh. she finds the time, but <laughs> Kyle responds to like, literally, like, I'll just go to her and ask her something. She'll like respond right back. I'm like, oh shit, like, I'm gonna talk, why are you talking to me? But she, like, CC <laughs> He asked her she was like oh I'm actually on vacation right now don't worry I let her know like she knew I wasn't going to be able to make it and all that kind of stuff I guess they bought apparently the house in Aspen was so tainted after this girl's trip that they <laughs> sold the other one and they've now bought a new one that they're mm-hmm. adding god who who even knows if this I swear if this Aspen trip in Beverly Hills turns out to be just as boring as like all the other stuff that's been going on <laughs> I, I feel like we should riot because why are we giving this much attention? Why are we letting Lisa Renner really get on her stories and hype everything up? Like it's the, like we're literally watching like Shakespeare write a novelist. I don't know. Like it's, it's so weird. Yeah. Lisa Renner. Yuck. But I, I think I've probably said this. I think at this point I've said this on every single person's podcast that I've been a guest on, but I'm just going to say it once more for good measure. We okay. need to have a gag order during the season, bring back the housewives blogs, give them 
200 characters to give their point of view about the episode and then save everything for the reunion because the social media circus Uh that surrounds Beverly Hills, it ruins the season for me because it's so hard to keep track. You can't keep track of where we are with feuds because they're fighting on screen and then they're fighting on social media. And it's Uh just like... I want there to be some sort of mystery and build up and excitement about a season without having to like look at Lisa Rinna's dusty ass receipts on Instagram <laughs> stories, you know? Same. It's it's way too I, Oh God. I literally, she's one of the few, I make myself follow most of the housewives because I talk about all the shows. Mm-hmm. She's one of the ones I literally, I, I was, I think I managed like a couple of weeks and I was like, okay. I'm good on this. I haven't followed her in God knows how long. So Lisa Renner, you're still my mortal enemy and it's probably never going to change. <laughs> for well, God I, knows don't, how long. Um, I don't have to worry about that because she blocked me <gasps> after I called Harry Hamlin an animatronic Chuck E. Cheese character. That was the final straw for her. <laughs> and that's when I got the old block. So I, I only know what she's doing because I see all the you know, other accounts being like, look at this shit that she's doing again. I'm so mad. Cause like, I, I literally, Oh, I try so hard to get blocked by her, but she just will not block <laughs> <Yeah>. me. So <laughs> one day, fingers crossed one day. Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, Louie didn't look like an, or- he didn't look nearly as orange as he normally does. I don't know no. what happened, but good look for Louie. I mean, he, he yeah. looked like a normal white person, but <laughs> God is good. But like, I'm also still very concerned because do you think a prenup was signed? No, I don't. Oh. And I, I like, ugh. I, I, at this point, I'm like, I hope that everything we've heard and all of the rumors and all of the confirmed rumors are somehow just not true and that mm-hmm. she can ride off in the sunset with that slim jim looking motherfucker because (laughs) i just i worry like are you really gonna make the same mistakes over again like she's been through so much in her life she deserves to be with a man who treats her like a queen and that treats her girls like queens and i just think he is a bad guy that louis i'm i'm nervous like i literally it's all of the stuff so once again social media it's all the stuff surrounding him because like on the show he seems super lovely. He seems like a very nice man. He seems like one of the few people on the show that actually has his head on his shoulders. He doesn't curse and scream at everyone. Like you can tell when he's reached his limit, but even then mm-hmm. he's super, super chill. He doesn't blame Margaret for anything like going on. Like it's overly like, what's the word? Pragmatic in a way. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's weird, but like everything else on social media that surrounds him is such a red flag that it's hard to like I want to root for this marriage so bad because I just want her to be like she was smiling so hard like you can tell like she was having the time of her life just when so happy family found like and plus after years with Juicy Joe who doesn't deserve (laughs) happiness like we all we all deserve a little happiness after watching it so oh yeah I mean I'm such a snarky bitch but I do love love and I do think that everybody deserves to have love and especially Teresa with what she's been through and it's almost you're exactly right like the persona he portrays on the show if you didn't know everything else you'd be like okay great like a grounded guy for Teresa okay maybe he love bombs a little bit maybe like he's a little mushy gushy for my taste but that's what she's looking for so good for him but then it's almost like then when you take 
the outside information and put that lens over what we're watching on the show, it almost Mm -hmm. makes it like even more insidious because it's like, oh, this guy is really good. This guy is super good at like making sure we see this person he wants us to see. And that's a little bit scary. A lot of bit scary. Oh, shit. (laughs) I don't, I'm just hoping, I don't know. I like the, what is it? The optimist in me, even though I'm the most pessimistic person on the planet. So there's not much of an optimist in me, but the optimist living deep down inside of me just hopes that like maybe Andy Cohen came to the rescue and called Teresa and was like, look, tree, I got a good lawyer. Her name's Ebony K. Williams. Like she'll, (laughs) I don't know. I have a good lawyer. Like she can, it it won't be ridiculous. It won't be invasive. Yeah. Like I know Louis has money too, supposedly. So mm-hmm. like, you know, we'll make sure it's nothing that'll make him flip out or anything like that. Let's just sign this prenup and let's just all be happy. Like yeah. something, I just want somebody in her corner. I don't know. I know like Dolores, no, no one too close to her can say this, but like maybe someone as respected respected as Andy could do this I don't know I I almost wish she would like force her hand and be like all right so we're signing another five-year contract of you as a housewife but there is a clause that Louis will not get any of this money like make it like side prenup yes (laughs) a bravo prenup we love a side prenup I love (laughs) oh boy is there anything else you want to rant about about this wedding like it's no, I think we covered it all. It was just like the icing on the party city <laughs> Frankenstein's bride cake that she had those like lacy gloves too. I almost didn't even notice them because yes. of everything else, but it was like, wow, you really like She went for it. You went for it. <laughs> she absolutely went for it. And it wasn't just like I hope y'all aren't picturing just like solid white gloves. Like, no, no. they were sheer with like dots and uh-huh. sparkles a little bit. Like it they, they were gloves. They were were gloves. gloves. (laughs) They were definitely gloves. I don't know. I oh boy. Teresa, we're wishing you nothing but happiness. We're holding our breath. We'll probably pass out, but we're holding (laughs) our breath to just I don't know. We're 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 hoping we're hopeful people hoping that this all works out. Your daughters look beautiful, you look beautiful. Everyone at the wedding looked absolutely Mm -hmm. amazing. It looks like a, a who's who of you know, I, I don't know. I want to be at that party. Now I wouldn't have yeah. brought a gift because y'all would have been returning it anyway for how short the marriage might be. But I would have came and I would have celebrated and basked in the glory that was this kind of like, I don't know. I almost would have wanted rather, I would have rather been at this than BravoCon. Like this yes. kind of seems like a much <laughs> funner party to be at. I don't know. Yeah. Oh boy. We got some other bravo hot topics this week and i had to be told about this one because usually when i see kelly Dye's name anywhere in the mm-hmm. fold i scroll past immediately i don't care what she has to say or yep. anything like that but certain topics she's been a soothsayer about she she spills she finds that information and then she like literally just says it to the world you know she's not supposed to john mellencamp's daughter are like agents of chaos for bravo gossip now (laughs) they don't give a flying (laughs) fuck either of them it is ridiculous teddy was on um oh god we don't say her name on this podcast but she was on um carlos king's podcast this past week okay and one fantastic episode like it was i wish like this teddy would have emerged at some point it on seems the show. like podcasting is a good medium for her actually yes maybe this is where she fits now listen bravo 
no need to bring her back to the show. No one is advocating for mm-hmm. that. We're we're good on that. But that seems to be a good avenue for you. It was weird though because she kept like I felt like she was hyping her role up on the show a lot more than any of us ever remember. She was like, you know, I'm the one I I always was the one that had to do the you know the dirty work. I was there to do the dirty work, and I was like, what? I barely remember you there. First of all, like I don't remember anyone. Like if Kenya Moore were to say that statement, okay, fine gotcha tracks okay good stuff if Giselle Bryant said that statement gotcha okay tracks all right I'm I'm with you dirty work yes Ashley Darby sure I don't know if I ever associate Teddy Mellencamp with anything other than like being Kyle Richards lap dog or I don't know or I don't I don't know she misremembers herself a lot more than I remember her being on that show yeah well she always had an interesting view of self. And I was a Teddy apologist for a long time. I didn't hate her as much as everybody else did when she was on the show, but yeah, it seems like her podcast is a good way to go. So Bravo can just keep her over there. She was feuding with Jim Edmonds. Like she has been busy over there, but what did, what did Kelly, Kelly Dodd do? Smelly Dodd. Okay. So Kelly Dodd, she said, cause I, I, somehow she like always gets this random gossip from other housewives. And so she goes out there and she just puts it out there. But I think this came from her live, you know, she did a random Instagram live with Vicky. So two scorned people, two scorned. I truly don't don't pay attention. I'm of the mind. And if anybody's listening that has a platform, I really implore you to take this frame of thought with Kelly in terms of just posting about her. The meanest thing we can do to this woman is to not repost her or be outraged by her or like post about her. Like the meanest thing we could do is to just let her fade off into oblivion of not being famous anymore. And so Mm -hmm. I truly like, I do the same as you. I see her name and I'm like, scroll, scroll, scroll. Yes. Every single time. It's so weird to me. I have no, oh boy, no interest in anything. Kelly Dodd. I always scroll immediately. Almost no interest in anything. Vicky either because Vicky, there are, there's, she's in her own category. Like there are bitter housewives that they're not on the show anymore and then there's a vicky gunvalson <laughs> and i don't know what i don't know what the end game is for her but it's not working out the way she thinks it is i don't know no and now she's the last one picked for dodgeball as all of her friends <laughs> are getting called up to the big leagues yep even people from other cities are like hey instead of vicky let's literally have you come over here like you <laughs> you live here now right yeah you come over here we'll, we'll see how this works out so congratulations to you taylor now you're apparently a oc friend of or housewife whatever we'll see when the season starts but i mean she wasn't the worst on ultimate girl strip so hey we'll Mm-mm. see but they, they were on live i guess i guess is where this came from and she said that she confirmed that like both Dorinda and Phaedra are coming back. Now, my questions are, hmm. one, is Phaedra coming back to Atlanta or is she going to Dubai? Because we oh, know that right. cross-pollinization is possible now. Yeah. And then two, are we are we ready for Dorinda to no. come off pause? <laughs> no. Oh. No, I, I was a Dorinda stan. I loved her on mm-hmm. the show and... I was so disappointed by her last season. And then I was so disappointed by her ultimate girls trip performance of just the doubling down. And it's clear that there has been no introspection. There has been no reflection on her behavior or like any of it. And 
it was just like, it felt the same as her last season of just like, it was hard to watch. And it made me really uncomfortable because she's not well. No. And it's, I don't know. I already like started to really dislike her from her last season, Mm -hmm. but girls trip was hard. Like, well, okay. Second season of girls trip was everything I needed to be, let's be clear. (laughs) But, (laughs) but Dorinda was hard to watch a lot of times. And I figured I had to talk my way through it, but I figured out the reason why Dorinda doesn't work for me in a lot of situations is because let's take like Atlanta for some, like, for Mm -hmm. example, Kenya can be like Kenya, her early seasons, I felt like was a bully. Like she was a lot of different things we can call, you know, of course I'm a Kenya summer more staying now, but uh, Kenya was a lot of things. But Kenya has always had someone on that show that will go head to head with her no matter what. Same in other cities. Giselle, Giselle is clearly like the the one that runs the show in Potomac, but she has a Karen to go against. She has anyone. And, uh, you know, there's always someone to check her if needed, even though like I love seeing Giselle go, you know, (laughs) relatively unchecked because it's the funniest thing in the world to me. (laughs) Yeah. So, but Dorinda, the problem is those girls, are so they know how she's going to react in every situation so they're so afraid of her and you put her in most of those situations like real housewives ultimate girls trip and roni there's no one to check her so she just literally gets to be the big bad guy with like no she's like goliath with no david in sight so it's always just oh it's a lot like brandy was the closest yeah. we came and brandy just really cursed her out and like walked away because she didn't she wasn't having it so yeah. i don't know dorinda's I a lot think- I think that's a good point. And I think in a weird way, that's kind of when I fell off with Ramona, it was the Mm. same thing of there was no holding her accountable and there was nobody going toe to toe. It was just like, well, that's Ramona. Okay. We're going to accept her fake apology and move on. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I am with you. I love a villain. (laughs) I famously always stand the biggest garbage goblin on a cast, but I think also like, I love the chaos, but I also love housewives who are complicated and who can be such terrible people. But then there's also like this other side to them that you can kind of see like why they are the way they are. Kenya definitely Mm -hmm. like that with her upbringing. And then you get to see her with her daughter trying to like undo cycles, but then she's terrible to the women. Like it's so fun to watch because she's so complicated. The same with our candy gal on Potomac. Like (laughs) she has such a mouth on her and she's so vicious and she goes below the belt, but then you see her with her mom and you're like, well, no wonder she wakes up every morning trying to not become her mother. Mm -hmm. So it's like, there are these parts that are like a softness or like just layers to make you root for them in a weird way and Dorinda used to be like that Dorinda was vicious and mean and would say things she regretted but she also had like a nurturing side to her and she like took people under her wing and she was Mm -hmm. such a homemaker and she was like warm at times and I just feel like we lost that part of her and then the other side became her entire personality and that's just not sustainable as a viewer to watch exactly that's a great point because one of the reasons like you know you know how I feel about my green eyed bandits I love (laughs) my green eyed bandits like no matter what Giselle might be a lot like people can say whatever they want about Giselle Mm -hmm. Giselle 
is one of the best on-screen mothers that like we get yes. to witness on Bravo. Yeah. And so like people like they will like everyone would like tear her down about something else, like whether it's the clothes or whether it's like something she does or the same, whatever. No one ever says anything bad about her parenting because they no. always love those saints. Yeah. That's sorry Karen that's the spinoff we should have got instead of that random save my farm shit that you tried to have us watching I never watched that crap but yeah, yeah who knows I don't know no that's I don't I'm not ready for Dorinda to come unpaused no no and I Ugh. I have such a tough time with Phaedra too because mm. my mind says that because of what she did and why she was originally let go like I don't think she should ever be given a position again mm. but then my God, I see a confessional and I'm like, ah, this woman, like she is comedy. She is the moment. Like I, (laughs) I have such a tough time because I'm like, I want to take a stand and be like, no, absolutely not. But then my God, like I'm cracking up. Like Mm -hmm. the woman is a genius. Like the things that just roll off of her tongue, like she is so quick. I just, it's, I have a really tough time with that. I literally wake up every morning and I say Vicky Gunvalson has a potato head because of Phaedra <laughs> <laughs> every day. Like I, you can't make this shit. I like, I, I love it so much. Phaedra is comedy gold. Mm-hmm. I'm with you though, because I struggle with it a lot too. I'm like, uh, like I, if there, there are so many ways I want like Ramona fired and hopefully that's come true now, but like, there's so many like, reasons I was advocating for it. And I'm like, is it hypocritical of me to advocate for Phaedra to come back when she left on such like controversial grounds. So I'm and like, she's never really addressed it or apologized. Cause even when right. they tried to get her to talk about it on girls trip, she mm-hmm. didn't. So then it's like, so there's been no, you know, I could maybe like look the other way or like, you know, do some mental gymnastics. If it's like, she's apologized and she's right. like made amends and she's learned how to do better, but like, she hasn't, she's not, right. she's just not talking about it. Exactly. Oh boy. It, it's a lot. It's okay. So with that in mind, then maybe not Atlanta, would you be okay with her going to Dubai or just like not being a housewife at all? What do you I think? I think they need her on Dubai. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm always, I always give the housewives like a couple seasons to mm-hmm. you know, get the gas going and pedal to the metal. But I think there are a lot of moving pieces over there and I think they could use a seasoned housewife that could bring some lightness and comedy over there. Yes. I think I'll go on record. I think Chanel Ion is one of the best like additions to the fold ever. Mm-hmm. Lisa Milan. I've been obsessed with her for years. I used to love college heels. So like, yeah, she's always, and then I love her family is her family is the cutest thing in the world oh my god so those two I'm obsessed with but if you add Phaedra into that I feel like they like they really have like that missing piece because it's not right now I feel like the the kind of I don't know the thing that like people aren't seeing is the fact that like like okay take that scene where like Sarah and uh I don't even know if you're caught up to that but like Sarah and uh Brooks were arguing in public and like the producer was literally like telling them like from the side like calm down be quiet like Mm -hmm. don't do that and I feel like we always kind of lose the fact that like this is another country there's a different set of rules and stuff like that so like where we might expect like some drink throwing or something like that 
can't happen over so like we i feel like we always have to have like grace for that but then i'm like okay the producers you also got to get a little creative like stop having these like all these desert scenes and like outdoor like public stuff do it at someone's house like what are we doing well i think the editing or the producing you know i never know um like Monty's really good at knowing like what production Mm -hmm. company is tied to what i think that they're editing it wrong like they're editing it like beverly hills and i understand why because of the glitz and the glamour and Mm -hmm. the extreme wealth and i get all of that but i would love to see it edited like a new york or an atlanta or a potomac where there is comedy Mm -hmm. because if we can't have the drink throwing and the public debauchery then we need to have those like back and forth really quick comedic moments that make us laugh Mm -hmm. and i think that adding a phaedra like she's somebody that makes everybody better because she has such quick one-liners that it makes the other person laugh and then respond (laughs) and it's kind of like a call and response yes and situation yes so i think that they're just missing they're missing that element over on dubai because i agree with you with Chanel Ion because I had such PTSD from the Jen Shaw of it all of like meeting a woman that clearly knows she's on camera and is like being a housewife so it took me like halfway through the season for me to like take a breath and relax and be like okay no I think she really is this iconic she's not pulling us all yes she's just literally like a funny person Mm -hmm. and I love that because the stuff that comes out of her mouth just literally every episode like even it's the simplest things like referring to yourself as a child and like Caroline <laughs> Stanberry is like this oh hilarious to me like I they just ooh, I want Dubai to succeed so bad because I, I still watch it I try to watch live as much as I can which means I usually have to force myself to sit through Beverly Hills live which nowadays is much more I, I watch Beverly Hills for Garcelle and I watch Dubai for Lisa and Chanel like it's yeah. it's just what it is like for me Bravos are on Sundays Wednesdays not so much bring me yeah. back Potomac like and I'll be a happy boy yeah. oh boy it's it's a lot going on I was gonna ask your opinions about this you know Sheree has a new man Martel mm-hmm. Holt from Love and Marriage Huntsville, which you know you listen to me and Monty talk about. Yes, I Love feel like I watch it just because you guys talk about it. Oh my God. He went on this like I was I almost don't want to rant about it because like, he went on this long, super long rant this past weekend. And it kind of shows like the kind of person he is, which is mm-hmm. why we're so like afraid of yeah. him and you know being with Sheree. Cause apparently, I don't know what's going on. Sheree is just literally like who can I pick that was worse than my last man? And like, so broken, very broken. And uh, we're going to skip that story. We're having too much of a good time. I'm going to go past Martel. Wait, uh, my Martel <laughs> thing will be, and this was obviously, this episode was recorded before whatever rant you were going to tell me about, but <laughs> I edit Monty's podcast. Um, mm-hmm. And so I get, I have VIP privilege of getting to listen beforehand. Yep. And she had Kaya and Aaron on from Bravo while black. And mm-hmm. I had to pause while I was editing because I was laughing so hard because <laughs> Aaron was like there for Sheree and Martel. And I just, I really encourage everybody to go to mixing with Monty and just like skip to the middle. I listen to the whole thing, but skip to the middle and listen to the Martel conversation because I was literally crying. I was laughing so hard. Yes. I just loved it. Such a good, you know, we love Bravo while black over here. We yes. love mixing with Monty. Those are our people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That is an amazing episode. So go listen to that. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, so a couple of us, 
started you down a very dangerous path recently mm-hmm. and we started you to watching big brother mm-hmm. so you started with celebrity big brother I did. and now you've moved on to regular big brother this is bb24 how do you feel as a new big brother fan like how are you feeling about i feel like celebrity and regular are very like two different paces very different yeah very different are you do you like one more than the other like how are you feeling about watch because this is your first like big brother summer so like how are you how are you enjoying it talk me through your process so I do feel like you Donnie and Amanda like said hey the first the first joints for free like the first one's (laughs) on us and then I got hooked because I am like Mm -hmm. fully I am everything I made fun of six months ago I am watching the live feeds (laughs) I am following on Twitter I am Mm -hmm. making memes that my followers certainly did not ask for like I am all in on big brother and I think I honestly think getting into it from celebrity big brother was like the perfect gateway because mm-hmm. like I was learning the rules along with Lamar Odom. Like right. I was learning about the game <laughs> at the same time as the house guests. So I yes. felt like it was like a, it was a big brother light experience. And mm-hmm. now I'm in big brother heavy and I am addicted, Kendrick. I'm yes. I'm watching the live feeds until like one in the morning. I'm like, I need to like keep my children in marriage alive. And I'm not here like just <laughs> fully in Big Brother. I'm dreaming about Big Brother. I'm thinking about social situations. Like, mm-hmm. you know, who's going to be HOH? I, I am obsessed. I, you don't realize how much I love this. So like, let me ask you this. A lot of people always say, because I, I try my hardest not to watch live feeds only because like how we talked about before with like reality TV. I like to be like, I want to watch the episode and find out what happens. I don't want to know who's going to be head of household beforehand, even though, I mean, like it shouldn't be too much, but like most of the episode, like half of the episode is them competing in the head of household competition. So I'm like, well, there's no point in watching that if I know it. So I'm like, I'm I'm so conflicted, but I also miss out on so much because I'm like, man I have to rely on you and Donnie to like send me clips of stuff for like that I need to know because I feel like I miss out on so much with the live feeds but like do you feel like the live feeds are an entirely different show than what they edit together for tv yes and I've heard that it's much more the same storylines this season more than any other seasons but Mm -hmm. even still there are things that happen on the live feeds that then they like put together. It's really interesting. Like as somebody who loves reality TV, it's Mm -hmm. so cool to see the live feeds and then see how they edit and piece it all together for storylines because it kind of is a good, like seeing how the sausage is made for all of our other shows watch of like these storylines that are definitely manipulated by producers and editors and all of that. But I probably will not go back to just watching the shows because I love the live feeds but also then like it doesn't matter to me that I already know HOH because I don't know what the competition was you know what I mean like I know who wins but I don't know like what it looks like or what happens if that makes sense okay so they don't they don't air the actual competition on head they only no so the feeds will go down and then they enter the house and then it'll be like you know so and so is wearing the little like medallion or whatever okay you know who wins and then you get to see the fallout from that you get to see the reactions all of that when Mm. they put a couple weeks ago so this isn't a spoiler because this happened on the show but when they put amir up when the feeds came on it was chaos Kendrick you would have loved it it was there was Indy in the bathroom like dry heaving Amira was sobbing like it was like 
a bomb had exploded and the cameras <laughs> and it was like lights camera actions here we go oh my and she was like so convinced that she was staying in the house that's that's always the shoes, craziest Kendrick. thing <laughs> she didn't pack her shoes production had to tell her like remind her hey you never like there's a twist there might be a twist you gotta pack because she wasn't gonna pack and then she didn't pack her shoes her shoes are still in the house oh no I kind of love that. <laughs> I kind of love the delusion that she was like, oh no, I'm not going home. And it's literally, it's been like three weeks in a row where like people have just like, have been convinced like, oh, I'm I'm so good. And I feel like you don't see that on Big Brother often because everyone usually is so paranoid yeah. the entire time. Everyone's like, she's plotting against me. She's been in the refrigerator for way too long. Like <laughs> I know she's conspiring. Like everyone is so paranoid. And yeah. so to see this many people this cocky and confident it's almost like it's so jubilant every single week seeing them get knocked down and going out the door it's, it's so amazing from pooch to amira to nicole oh it's just oh boy it's been great all people who i was okay with leaving too by the way <laughs> yeah well i'm not gonna spoil it for you but the paranoia is setting in this Ooh. week so Okay. Because yeah. I've Had, been right. This is my first season. So like I, mm-hmm. the first part of the season was tough with everything. And then I was like, is this how it always is? And you and Donnie were like, kind of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then like, I had this like wonderful upswing of like, I felt like all my people were winning, all the right. villains were losing. And I felt like, so like excited about it. So I just hope that continues, but same. Know, if it okay. It sounds like we're on the same team. We're both team leftover right now from what it's okay 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 and so well let me let me let me throw it out there since you kind of brought it up i'm guessing when you said the paranoia set in i'm guessing you're referring to hashtag kkk kyle is that (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh you mean kk kyle who is just proposing a literal all-white alliance Oh boy. Do you want to, do you want to kind of talk to them about, cause I know you, you're on social media. So I would kind of want you to tell them about that and the, the whole, that's why I ate her muffin because I, I love all of this. Like yes. y'all don't realize, like we used to watch housewives for petty drama. Now it's gotten super dark, but big brother is some of the pettiest shit in the world. And <laughs> yeah. I love it. Can you tell them about, for, let's talk about Kyle first. I feel like we have to talk about okay. the important thing first. So yeah. let's, let's go down that rabbit hole first. Yeah. So, and you'll have to fill in some of the gaps. Cause I'm like mm-hmm. working backwards with my big brother knowledge of past okay. seasons. So this has to do with the cookout from last season, which I do know yes. about. And obviously mm-hmm. your, your listeners probably know about it. Cause you've talked about it on big brother breakfast club and all that. Mm-hmm. But so last season there was, it was all people of color did the cookout Alliance yes. and they had like a general mission and like a common goal of mm-hmm. one of them winning. Um, and it was basically like commentary on the past 100 seasons of right. big brother. <laughs> where that was not the case so mm-hmm. in the current season there was a really cool alliance that has formed that is called the leftovers it's basically like all of the underdogs and all of the people that typically in past seasons may have been voted out or didn't have any power mm-hmm. came together to like take back the house against the like bullies essentially which has been really cool mm-hmm. but one fellow kyle who oh. is a trump supporter ex-mormon from utah Mm-hmm. pictures of him and his rifles have come out him with his trump flags have come out just like Ooh. the whole thing um so he kind of had a wait all- can i just say before yeah. you continue i would have never gotten that impression 
from the character he's playing on this show. No. Because he's been like this dorky kind of, I live at home with mom. Da, 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 da. I like twerk TV on sitcom. TikTok. Yeah. Yes. Like, I now, when I first imagined. saw him twerking in his intro video, I immediately was like, <laughs> I'm going to hate this man. So then I was so surprised <laughs> because all the people I thought I was going to hate, like the fact I'm rooting against a girl's alliance and we'll get to it. Turner <laughs> is one of my favorite people in the house. I'm like, okay, right. don't judge a book by its cover. So for <laughs> right. a couple of weeks there, Kyle like tricked me and I was like, oh shit, am I like into this Mormon mama's boy? Like what's mm-hmm. happening here? Well, nope, 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 nope. Oh, um, so he has essentially gone to the head of household and proposed an all white alliance within the leftovers <sighs> and bringing in people outside of the leftovers because he's afraid. And I quote, there's a cookout 2.0 situation happening. So <sighs> he has become so paranoid that there could be the possibility of the people of color in the house teaming up that he specifically out loud said, like there wasn't dancing around. <laughs> there wasn't like talking in code. Like he said, the white people need to come together because there's another cookout 2.0 and we still have the numbers. Now, mind you, the last three people who have been evicted have been people of color. Thank so if you. there was a cookout 2.0 situation, why would it be a unanimous vote to get other people out? So, so there's weird. not even like paranoia that would make sense of like, oh right. my gosh, like three white people in a row have gone out and it's been unanimous. Like, no, it's literally just racism. Right. <laughs> this is so like, so I, um, there's not a lot that'll get me to like go on like, cause you know, I have, a, I have a burner Twitter account. Like I don't mm-hmm. tweet, but like, I like to look at certain stuff. Like my best friend sends me memes all day long. So I have to have Twitter to go and actually view the memes. So yes. I, um, like I, I, it takes a lot for me to actually like get out there and go looking for something. Yeah. But when Donnie texts me and said, so KK Kyle is t- trending on Twitter. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, is Kyle Richards, like, right. Like, what are you, what are we talking about? And he's like, big brother. Like he's like, he, I, I don't know if he sent me a clip or what, but I, I ended up going out there and yeah. I saw like, you know, on Twitter, it's like Kyle, then they'll say like, 5,000 tweets within the past hour. I was like, yeah. whoa, okay. Let me, let, I'm, curiosity got the best of me. I don't care who won head of house or anything. Let me click on this. And I saw the video and I was like, oh, this is, we're going yeah. back to big brother form. Yeah, this is, this is what this season has been missing. A good old fashioned racist outing because it's, it's ingrained in the show. Like we're, this is nothing new. Yeah. We've seen it plenty of times before, but I, he had me fooled. I can't lie. Like usually I can smell bleach from a mile away, <laughs> but I, yeah. I did not see this coming. I'm, I'm shocked. I'm, I'm like, I'm ready for the new episode. Cause I'm shocked. I am too. And I actually, I've been off of Twitter. Like I was, I, I finally, I texted Donnie. I was like, I get why you quit halfway through. Cause I had been like on Twitter, like 24 <laughs> seven, I'd been watching the live feeds. I'd been so mm-hmm. excited. And then this happened and it just was like, I was just so disappointed. And then I right. was like, fuck, like, I don't, I want to see how it plays out. And then maybe I'll circle back on Twitter. But I was like getting, I was like, I'm stressed about big brother. Like my heart rate, my blood <laughs> pressure, like this is not good for me. So I've been right. like, like kind of glancing because it would be one thing if it was just him and then the leftovers identified it and we're like all right well we gotta like cut the fat like Mm -hmm. goodbye but it seems like he's getting other people on board and people that I wouldn't 
expect to get on board and it's just very disappointing oh no so oh this is all bad oh this is weird oh no okay so should i lighten the mood with muffin gate yes let's go into muffin (laughs) gate because that's one of the best things ever in life (laughs) so my chaos queen jasmine who is a garbage (laughs) goblin but like i said earlier i will find the garbage goblin and i will love the garbage goblin yes just unhinged in the most delightful way like I don't want her to win but I don't want her to go home yes the woman who sprained her ankle week one jumping off of the block like she didn't (laughs) she didn't injure herself during the competition it was like prancing off and celebrating her win that got yes with the ankle she's been milking this injury to the point that she had other members of the house wiping her ass oh dear of the house cooking her meals like that ankle really does affect your activities of daily living because she really could not do anything with that poor little foot so (laughs) she has been paired her bestie 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 festie whatever Mm, is turner (laughs) who i thought i was gonna hate he's like every boy i went to college with so i saw him and his like you know, dirty hair, ombre and, hair. Yeah. <laughs> his rug shop. And I was like, Oh, I've met this man a hundred mm-hmm. times, but it's, as it turns out, I love this guy. Like I love this little 22 year old or whatever. So <laughs> he is paired with Jasmine and he is just over her shit. Like he literally, somebody from the leftovers asked him, like, if you want HOH, who would you put up? And he said, do you think I could put up myself so we could get Jasmine home? Like he <laughs> is so done with her. And so he took it upon himself to, um, they were both have nots this past week. And so Nicole, before she got the boot, made everybody muffins and he took it upon himself to sneak and eat half of one of jasmine's muffins but it wasn't just that he ate half it was that he like stared down the camera to let them know what he was about to do and then like carefully cut off a piece and like (laughs) smiled at the camera and ate it and like put it back in the little like you know saran wrap it was in jasmine lost her goddamn mind and launched a full investigation about this muffin was cornering people interrogating people like I think Jasmine's forgotten that she's playing big brother because at this point she only needs to know who ate her muffin this is like I spy at this point (laughs) and so once she lost her shit he waited for her to go to sleep he took the rest of the muffin into the DR so he could eat it into the camera (laughs) and get like a little confessional moment and since then, there has been a full investigation. People on Twitter have started calling him the Muffin Man. Um, <laughs> it's been a whole thing. But there is my favorite clip is one where Taylor's talking about, like, I think Jasmine's been playing us. And Turner says, yeah, I think so, too. That's why that's why I ate her muffin. <laughs> it's just like the pettiness of just like, I just love that they all turn into like scorned roommates of like, we've yes. all done petty shit when our roommates are just driving us bonkers. And he's like, mm-hmm. no, I will eat your muffin piece by piece until you have nothing <laughs> left. This is like early days, uh, real world right here. Like this yeah. is, <laughs> I love it so much. Like that, that's why I tune in a big brother, like the ridiculous, mm-hmm. like it reminds me, I kind of want to know if you're going to go back and watch any old seasons now that you're hooked. Yes. Okay. 
I'll I, I'll give you my yeah. seasons. Like I'll give text me, you. Because your... I I've gotten like different ones from people, but yeah, I definitely want to go back and like. Yes, watch. you obviously got to go back and watch Janelle's first season. Like that's, that's the one Donnie wants me to start with. Yes, yeah. I, that's a must. Like I I would say watch Rachel's season two. Rachel was one of my favorite Big Brother winners, but she is hands down one of the most obnoxious people to ever come through that house like okay. without question but i loved her because she she could like if she talked shit she could win the competition that was the thing so okay. i was like okay i hate you but like i respect it you got to watch <laughs> dan's season because dan they had this moment where it was called dan's funeral it was the greatest piece of tv ever like it was it was amazing you got i'll i'll send you a list yeah. so if you can okay. go back and yeah i might come october i'm gonna have like a hole in my heart I know we okay if you go back if you start with Janelle's season I think it's on Paramount Plus I'll watch it with you as you watch along okay Okay. we'll do that together because I oh boy that is a season good god (laughs) (laughs) um are you are you actively rude well hold on before we go there you talked about Jasmine her accent is like 100% 100% fake, right? Or am I am I tripping? Completely fake. Kendrick, okay. <laughs> her voice on the feeds, it's a different person than her voice in that confessional. Oh my, it, it as someone from the South who like is not trying to talk like this, it drives me crazy when she talks. Her like comments to Julie every single week now, like she makes, she like writes these comments down and like my eyes, she I'll practices her. them she on the pr- live yes. feeds. She I have gets, seen a clip she of finally, that. She finally um, got to call Julia chicken wing. That's been two weeks <laughs> coming. <laughs> My God, get out of here. I, I want to imitate her so bad, but I'm not going to because I feel like I almost sound like the voice she's trying to imitate. So I'm not going <laughs> to. No, Kendrick, don't even watch yourself talk there because no, that is, I, she's, she sounds like Brittany from Vanderpump Rules. I'm like, I've seen the show before. Yes, yes. Where it's like exactly. every single season Britney would come back and somehow she had more syllables in every word I'm like how is your accent getting thicker when you've been living in LA bananas and cheese yes (laughs) (laughs) I don't it's so weird oh my god are you actively rooting for anyone like this season like who do you who if you had to pick one person like I said that yeah I don't know I I kind of root for Joseph for obvious reasons Mm -hmm. but also like I don't know maybe I feel like I'm also kind of rooting for Michael but now that there's a white alliance forming I don't know who I should be rooting for like maybe I should pick Taylor and I don't know I I don't know yeah I mean I'm rooting for Taylor to go far just because of what she's been through but I don't necessarily think she's like the best player like I want her I would love to see her in like the last three and I would love to see her be what is it called America's favorite or something yeah 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 I would love her to I would love to see her win that because I think that would really be like it would be her Miss Congeniality Mm -hmm. legacy and it would be like the ultimate F you to everybody in the start of the season if she was like America's favorite I'm rooting for Joseph and Turner at this point. Joseph, okay. because he was kind of the brain power behind the leftovers. I mm-hmm. also think he, I mean, he had me fooled with his like meathead persona, but he, I swear when he puts on a shirt, he is a different person. He is <laughs> the lawyer, Joseph. And I'm like, oh my God, you've been playing us all and like, you know, making us think you were this like dumb jock when you're actually maybe the smartest person. And then Turner, because right. he's just hilarious. And he was the one that like gave that speech about Taylor. And mm-hmm. I just feel like he would really deserve it too. That vindicated him for me because 
Mm-hmm. Before the season started, Donnie sent, I think it was on premiere day. Yeah. Donnie sent me that article, like uh, not article. It was like those tweets, like his sister put out saying that like, he's like ruined her entire life. And like, yeah. so like I went in jaded against him. I was like, oh, that and his hair, like, I'm going to hate this man. Like no matter what, but like now it's like, oh, I don't know what to believe. I kind of like him. I don't know. Well, and he's talked about his upbringing a little bit and there are some holes. I mean, I always want to believe it's hard. You want to believe the person, but it seems like maybe there's two sides to every story type uh-huh. of situation. And yeah, I think also it was really cool. Cause on the feeds he talked about, cause he played into some of the like Taylor hate in the beginning and he fed into it right. a little bit. And he has been the only one on the feeds that has acknowledged that uh-huh. to her and to the cameras and apologized. And he said something to the effect when he was in his HOH room, he was like, I'm starting to realize like all of my opinions of Taylor were like imp- planted in me like it's nothing I thought or anything I saw myself and he's like and that's really scary so I have to like keep tabs on that in this house that like I could start to think something's real just because other people are saying it and I was like that's like for you to be 22 like that's a very mature thing to be thinking about wow that was cool I'm rooting for him who I'm not rooting for who I'm actively rooting against every week since week one is Daniel I have never like Daniel I hate Daniel. Something about his face is so smug to me too. And ever since that whole, like, I was willing to like put it, you know, he did that whole speech of, well, maybe Taylor, maybe you can atone for your actions. Uh. And so, so, oh, that pissed me off. But when he got to that point where Nicole had misconstrued everything and like relayed to them that she told her to go home. And when he did that whole dog and pony show of cursing Taylor out and all, I was like, okay, it's time to get the hell out of here. And I loved yeah. seeing Monty's face when Nicole went home and Daniel was like, everybody play your own game. Everybody think for yourself. And Monty's just like, Monty, okay. <laughs> Monty's like lack of poker face really makes me like him because he was one I had my eye on him for a little bit he's been redeeming himself to me and him like just laughing in Daniel's face just really sparks joy did Mm -hmm. you see Nicole did an interview her like post eviction interview and she admitted that you know how like that whole blow up started because she came out of the DR really upset and everybody assumed it had to do with her mom and that's why Taylor said like don't even think of me if you need to sit this one out basically what she was trying to say is like you're mental health comes first. I'm your bestie, right. but like, if you need to sit this one out, don't even consider me like you need right. to take care of you. And somehow that became like Taylor is the devil. But Nicole admitted that it wasn't about her mom. The DR was talking to her about her treatment of Taylor. So she came out and I'm like, well, then that oh. just shows what a moron you are. Why would you come out of a DR session where productions like you need to stop being bullying towards Taylor and bully Taylor to the point that your best friend in the house is like getting aggressive towards her. Oh my. Okay. I feel so vindicated right now because I went on a random rant. I don't know if it was last podcast episode or what, but I asked somebody like, do I think actually know what this might've been just like in a random text message conversation. So (laughs) forgive me if y'all haven't heard any of this, like I'm lying and say you have, but (laughs) I I think I said to my cousin that, do we think that like, because it seemed like everyone's tone had like totally changed towards Taylor. So I was like, okay, do you think they actually are like 
these like world-renowned people who have now seen the, the action of the ways and you know they just like have these like epiphanies and these moments of clarity or do we think there's been some production interference and like this has happened and my cousin was like no I don't think production got involved do you I'm like we've seen stranger on this show like they've said it yeah there was a season I don't remember who won that season but there was a season with a guy named Mark who was this big buff guy who would literally cry every episode. Like something would make him cry every single episode. I don't know what it was, but he was always crying. That's how I remember crying, crying Mark. So, but he, uh, he was on the live feeds one time and he had basically said that like production wanted that person to win the competition and then live feeds dropped. And so it was like, it, it well, I don't think it was like them like making that person win, but like I think they felt like the competition was set up to like give that person an advantage yeah. to like make for better TV, which like right. isn't unheard of in reality TV. But right. you know, I so it I'm like we've seen it happen before on Big Brother. I don't know why it wouldn't this time. Like it feels like everyone's kind of changed their tune and trying to be actually great people towards Taylor. Do we actually think that production may have gotten involved? And it sounds like you're saying that quite possibly so. Yeah, well, because there were like think pieces being written about like the microaggressions on Mm -hmm. Big Brother. Like, I think that they stepped in because they were like, we cannot, this is July, (laughs) we can't be doing this till October. We're going to like ruin (laughs) our entire legacy. Not that it seems like there's a prestigious, uh, pristine legacy to begin with. But I think, I mean, honestly, I think the next couple of weeks we will be able to tell who joined the leftovers because they really believed in the cause. And I think Joseph and Turner have proven themselves to be like actual friends to Taylor. And then I think we'll, we will see who maybe wanted to be on the right side of history and also go farther in the game. You know, I am so anxious to see on this new episode if they're going to actually play that clip of Kyle, like forming this alliance, because if it forms, we have to see how it formed right. unless they like stage something to make it seem like, you know, this formed another way. I yeah. I don't know, but they've got to play this. So well, that's kind of like the leftovers when the leftovers formed, they kind of had to go back and piece together some of the bullying of Taylor, especially with Turner's mm. speech, because for the first couple episodes, they weren't showing any of the stuff that was going on in the house. Like the first two weeks in the house were really tough to watch on the feeds because People mm-hmm. were being awful to Taylor and that barely was shown on the show. But right. then with the formation of the leftovers and then Turner's speech, they had to show how Taylor was being treated. So the same goes for Kyle of like, if this alliance forms, they have to say like, why all of a sudden everything is imploding and all the white people are working together. Oh God. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> why people outside of the leftovers are being brought in because they're so trustworthy. Oh boy, this, mm-hmm. this is a lot. And I'm very excited. Th- even though like this is taking a terrible turn, I'm very excited to see where this season Big Brother goes because I'm actually, this season and last season, I've actually thoroughly enjoyed because I, yeah. they'll tell you, I will check out of a Big Brother season in a minute. Like I'm the person that like, if someone pisses me off, like if your hair looks like that for too long or <laughs> like you, you, I feel like you've eaten that same meal too many times. Like I will stop watching. Like I'm dead petty of a viewer. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm sick of seeing this. I don't want to watch anymore. But like these past couple, I'm like, I'm thoroughly enjoying. So, oh boy, KK Kyle, I don't know what to say other than, I don't know. In this town, you're a racist. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh boy. Chelsea, thank you for coming to 
chat all things ridiculousness with me. I really, I needed you here this week to talk to me about all of this. So I'm glad (laughs) you came. Well, I feel like I did not stop talking for an hour and 20 minutes. I'm sorry (laughs) to your listeners. I just chatted your ear off, but no, they love it. (laughs) They love when you're here. Don't worry. They always send me good stuff. So (laughs) tell them in case this wasn't enough for them, tell them where they can find other places where we've chatted before and just tell them where they can find all of the chaotic things that is Chelsea. Yeah, so you can follow me at Ono Chels on Instagram, formerly Ono Bravo, but I have expanded to all chaos that is in my mind. So Ono <laughs> Chels. And then, and you might have to type the whole thing because I've just, not to brag, I've been shadow banned since January. <laughs> so if you can't find me, click on Kendrick and then find me through there. Yes. It's a whole thing. But yeah, Ono <laughs> Chels on Instagram. And then I do have a Patreon where I am covering Beverly mm-hmm. Hills at the moment. And then we'll be moving on to something else. Bravo. That is patreon.com slash Ono Chels. And then of course you can listen to I Am The Cute One, a nostalgia podcast that I do with Donnie. Kendrick yes. has been on two times. We are already roping yes. him back in to come on again. <laughs> it's always so much fun. So go over there. Um, if you want to hear me talk about movies that I should have seen already that I'm watching for the first time as an adult. It is amazing, by the way. And I don't know how, but I somehow have been on for multiple Julia Styles episodes, who is like my <laughs> 90s queen. So everybody go check out those episodes, go check out all the other episodes. They've had some amazing guests on there. It is pure comedy so go check them out i'll be back for another i don't know if i'm going to come back for O or what i'm coming back for but we'll we'll figure it out <laughs> something so with julia styles because yes. you are officially our <laughs> julia styles correspondent yes we've got to finish it out i love that y'all i've been kendrick y'all know where to find me y'all know the instagram at reality comics 2 that's t-o-o y'all know you can buy me a coffee www.buymeacoffee.com slash reality comics the number two because they said my name was too damn long y'all <laughs> I've been Kendrick, that's been Chelsea, and we'll see ya. Oh, wow. You sat through that entire episode? Well, aren't you special? You deserve a treat. Why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Podchaser or CastBox and leave me a five-star rating and review for free. Need to contact me? Email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com. Make sure you follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast. That's at realitycomics2, T-O-O. This is Kendrick, and I'll see ya! Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about 
is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season, make this December one to remember. Together, click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.